All right, uh, welcome back to the Amateur FN uh, kind of podcast interviewing situation that we're doing now. Um, today's guest is uh, Jacob Vitale. Uh, Jake, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, what's up, Andrew? It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm a, a junior. I'm in my junior year at UVM, University of Vermont. Um, I play soccer here. I'm from Rochester, New York, same town as Andrew. Grew up playing for Empire, um, and and yeah, and you know, that was the club that I started playing for when I was like ten years old. Mm-hmm. It, it helped me to get to where I'm at right now. So. Yeah. So, uh, you played um, Empire Development Academy. So, how was that like playing DA and not getting able like playing also high school soccer? Was that like a little different like you yeah I have a little bit of an interesting story when it comes to that uh like not playing high school because I actually was able to play one year of high school oh, yeah. year. so between seventh grade and, and ninth grade I played on like the U14 development academy which at that point was not like a full-blown team in the full-blown like development academy league at Empire so only MLS academies at that point in time had a U14 team that they traveled with and play other teams. And Empire didn't have this at the time. And so I still played for this uh, this team and we'd still travel and we'd play like friendly games versus other U14 academy teams. Um, but it wasn't until my junior year where I was like really in the DA, I'd say. But uh, between seventh grade and ninth grade, I, I played – U14 and then the transition from U14 to U16 which is now U17 um they changed the age groups yeah but I ended up not making the team and I played for my high school team I played for Brighton High School my sophomore year and I'm very happy that I was able to to have that experience because definitely like one of the best times of my life so I made some like long lasting relationships that um like I'm still tending to today and yeah we had an amazing season too we made it to the the sectional finals lost to Brockport um definitely should have won but the Brockport was good shout out to them they had a they had a very experienced roster we were yeah. a young and upcoming talented team but uh we no we had we had a really good team um yeah so I'm really glad I had that experience but yeah, man. that uh being cut from academy that year really put a, a chip on my shoulder and I I kind of came with a different mentality when it came to like training mm-hmm. and like thinking about my goals like what my goals were because at this point it's kind of like all or nothing okay like do I want to go play in college yes what level do I want to play at I wanted to play division one so I mean to give myself the best opportunity to do that I knew that I had to make the the, the DA team yeah so uh, yeah that's a uh, high school soccer is for sure fun <laughs> it's great memories and stuff but you can uh, kind of see the difference between the transition of playing year round for DA to only playing in the fall to high school, which I understand. And I see now, 
Um, so you played DA uh, junior, senior year. How was that for recruiting process? Like, did you still have to reach out or because you were at a lot of big tournaments, did you get some emails that were sent your way? Yeah, personally, I did not get many, many, uh, excuse me, I did not get many emails sent my way, but mm. the connections that the coaching staff had were vital. Um, and even if it took like my initiation to send out an email to a bunch of coaches, for example, like my first ever like Florida showcase that I went to, it was, I think the, um, the winter of 2019. Mm-hmm. I remember like I was like sitting at my desk and it was like the night before I was leaving for the trip. And I was like, in I was in a situation where I've never been in before. And the fact that I actually have to like sell myself and like email all these coaches and yeah. it, it felt a little bit weird to me. Like I thought, Oh, I'm, I'm here playing academy. Like, they're going to come to me. No, like you actually have to initiate that as well. Right. Yeah. I can remember sitting down and like going through all these schools with my mom and like, Oh, this one looks like a, a good one. Like I, I could see myself going here and it, again, this is super early on in the process. Like I was, uh, like it was fall of my junior year um, and a lot of recruiting in soccer happens later than other sports. So there's, a, there's no rush in that process, but I can just remember sitting down and emailing like 30, 50 schools. Um, so it's definitely super important that, that yeah. you're the initiator in that process, um, regardless, unless you're on like the U S youth national team, like they're going to come to you. But yeah, I wasn't at that point. So you ended up at University of Vermont. Um, kind of give us like a little bit of like a younger you's decision making. Why you chose to go there was why you thought that was your best fit. I mean, clearly it's worked out great. You guys had a crazy season this year. Yeah, uh, it's definitely been um, a good choice for me, and I'm happy with the decision that I made. Um, it actually. It was the fall, sorry, the spring of 20. Okay, I take that back. The other day that I said it was the, the winter of 2018. This is going back a, a little bit here. Yeah, so, man. Right. It was the spring of 2019 um, where I was first in communication with the Vermont coaching staff. It was like right after the showcase. They'd see me play um, and they wanted me to come down for a visit and to see me play in ID camp. And so I did. And I think this is like the second time I'd ever been to Vermont. And it's a beautiful state. Yeah. Like coming from Rochester, you you know, you drive east on 90 and then you head up north near Lake George and you're going through the Adirondacks and then you cross over Lake Champlain. And it's just like this picture picturesque highway looking out to the to the west, the sun is setting, and um it's just like a really beautiful place. And that was like definitely uh, a factor in coming here. Um, it's it's just like an amazing place to to be and to live for like the four years of going to school. But in terms of the actual team and and uh, what attracted me about that was um, the values that we have here at Vermont translated pretty similarly to the ones that we had at Empire, which are number one like family i think that's a pretty generic one that most teams will try to sell you but yeah um, 
Vermont did a really good job of selling me how like they actually are a family and um like my talks with the coaches here Rob Dow and Adrian Dubois um they actually like talked to me like I mattered and they and they wanted me and and that was definitely an important factor in my decision making um but then at the same time like here here at Vermont and at Empire um everything that you you earn you have to work for yeah so like for example empire is uh a club that doesn't come from much money at all like we have to do fundraising every year and um like we work for everything that we have and um i can remember empire having some amazing seasons like my senior year we made it all the way to like the this new tournament that they had at the time and we made it to the quarterfinals of like this national development academy tournament and it got cut short by covid but i i can remember at this point we qualified for playoffs as well mm-hmm. and it was a big moment for the club because um this was the first time we qualified in five to ten years yeah. um so like that feeling of like winning and achieving something it just it feels so much better when you really have to work for it yeah at Vermont I noticed that um, that was just totally ingrained in the culture Um, and I mean one of the examples is that it's it's like negative 15 degrees here for like a month straight and so you kind of have to be like really gritty and just wrap (laughs) your head down and grind it out and that's what we're all about here and you know that that's kind of a mentality standpoint that that I stand by like individually as well so that was um, a big factor in, in coming here yeah so they uh aligned with your goals morals more say and yeah. just what you're about as a person definitely were you looking at any other schools or once you realized like what they had to offer and how well it would have worked that you would have looked at other schools or were you pretty set on Vermont I was looking at other schools uh but as soon as I came to Vermont, I knew that this was the place that I wanted to come. I can remember like leaving my first ID camp and I had to go to a couple. But yeah, uh, I, I remember telling my dad like we're on the way back. And I was like, yeah, like that's where I'm going to school. I, that's where I belong. That's awesome. It's like you just know one of those moments. I just, yeah, it's one of those moments you just like, you can feel like, like something is right for you. Yeah, I mean... It's worked out great for you. You guys had a crazy run this year. I was watching, paying attention. Tell us a little bit about that since you're the first guest that's played in the tournament. Yeah. This year was super exciting. Um, first of all, we had a ton of talented players who, you know, were on their fifth years because of COVID, um, some seniors. We even had a couple of sixth years. So we just had so much experience. Um and honestly, so much talent. Like it's, we had a we had a really good team, and we knew at the beginning of the season that like we could do something really special. And we didn't want to waste that opportunity because it's it was the last year for a lot of our guys, and uh, it was a little bit of a shaky start, to be honest with you. We barely won our first game versus Merrimack. We won one to zero, um, and then our next game, this is a little bit of an interesting situation. We played Quinnipiac at home and two days, sorry, it was like three days before the game. Like one of our coaches got COVID 
And then like two days before the game, another coach got COVID. And the day before the game, our head coach got COVID. So we were being coached by our goalie coach. No way. Assistant coach for this game. And we ended up losing two to one. Like I can remember halftime. Our coach was on FaceTime. He's like screaming at us. <laughs> He's like, you need to get your head out of your ass. Come on, pick it up. <laughs> and it's funny to look back on. In the moment, it was it wasn't fun because we were getting our ass kicked by Quinnipiac. But um we ended up getting our revenge. We put a good season together after that. Um we got a big result against Syracuse the next game. We tied them one to one at home. And that kind of put us on the map at that point. Yeah getting a result against the top team. Um, and we continued to grind out some really important wins, like Cornell away. And that was a really big win for us. They were like, they they are a top team. And they hadn't lost at home in a number of years. So it was really special to be able to do that, do that close to close to home. It's only two hours away. So I had a bunch of family there. It was special. Um, and uh, yeah, we ended up, beating UNH in the regular season as well, which is another big win that upped our status a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, towards the end of the season, we had this one opponent that um, really gave us a lot of trouble and credit to them. Albany was hard to beat. They <laughs> couldn't score a goal on them. We lost to them. Oh, sorry, we tied them 0-0 in the final game of the regular season. And then we were set to play them in the America East semifinals at home. And to be honest, like we had completely demolished them in the game before, created so many chances, but they parked yeah. the bus and like played very well. Like they're disciplined defensively and like credit to them. They played well. They shut us out. But like at this point in time before the semifinals, we were like, there's no way we can lose again. We created so many chances against them. Like we have to win. Like there's there's no other way about it. And uh they ended up scoring on off a breakaway and we we couldn't pull them past them again. So we got knocked out of the American East tournament. And at this point, we're thinking to ourselves, like, damn, we really put together a crazy season. At this point, we were ranked like number 10 in the country, I think. Yeah. Number 10 or number eight. Um and we were like, wow, we just lost in the semifinals. Like, like we're putting ourselves at risk of not getting an automatic bid. And so for a little bit, we were actually like really scared that we wasted a great opportunity, but we were lucky enough to get the automatic bid in the tournament. And I can remember we were like at the alumni house, like waiting to see if we'd get in and, you know, Vermont pops up on the board and we're excited. And the next name is Quinnipiac. So it's our revenge game, and yeah. it worked out perfectly. Um, so we could get our revenge against Quinnipiac, and that was a crazy game, man. We went down, we we're down two to one in the second half, and we scored a goal to go to overtime. And then uh, one of our top, definitely our top player, Alex Nagy, he ended up scoring this crazy volley at the top of the box, oh, to, and. And it was at this point where, like, we could really start to feel the community backing us. Yeah. Like, we had a crazy number of fans, and they all stormed the field after the game. Um, and it was just an electric atmosphere. And it was kind of foreshadowing, like, what's to come 
um, later on in the tournament. Because you guys played Quinnipiac, UCLA. Mm -hmm. The next game was SMU. Oh, SMU. Yeah. So the next game, we head down to Dallas. That's it's a, a quick turnout. Trip. It's a quick turnout, man. I can remember we won on, uh, I can't remember the days, but it was like two days later, and it was pretty cool. The NCAA put us on like uh, a charter jet, and we flew down nice and easy. And it was fire. And we get to Dallas and the weather's nice. And we're buzzing off the wind versus Quinnipiac. And, you know, we're excited to play SMU, like a top, top team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're just grinding out films, seeing what they're all about. And uh, their number, their number one um, strength is just their counter attacking uh, yeah. play. And we saw that in the first half. They scored two insane, like, individual goals against us. And we went down 2 nothing, And we're in the locker room at halftime. Like, damn, this, this like, sucks. Might be it. Like remember, like, remember these last moments with your boys on the field? And to be honest, like, personally, I never, I never really felt doubt that we'd win. Because we really did dominate the first half. They just scored, like, two really quality goals against us. Yeah. And that's the thing with college soccer. Like, you can dominate the whole game and get yeah. unlucky twice, and you still lose. Exactly. But we weren't going to lose that game. We came nope. back. We scored three goals in, like, 25 minutes. The last goal being in, like, the final four minutes off of another crazy volley from the top of the box. Jeez. Uh, that was a super special moment because, you know, we went down – we went from, like, thinking we were going to lose to like moving on in the tournament to the sweet 16. And like, we, we were lucky to have so many fans travel with us, just like family members and even a couple just like of our friends for the program. And like, they, they came down and it was, it was amazing. We, um, and obviously didn't have enough guys to storm the field this time, but it was at this point in time where like our athletic director, Jeff Schulman came down and he was with us and he told us that UCLA had just beaten Clemson and we were rated, we were ranked higher than UCLA, lower than Clemson. So we were assuming our next game was going to be down to Clemson. Like it would be a fun trip, nice and warm down to South Carolina, but no, like UCLA was going to fly from South Carolina all the way back to UCLA and then back up to Burlington. That sucks. Country. And so at this point we were like, we have another, we have another opportunity at home to play UCLA which is like a historically top program. And that was special. Other side of the country too, man. That's a lot of traveling for them. Definitely put them at a disadvantage and us at a crazy advantage, especially at the fall. Like early December is starting to get cold. And so that's one of the things that we tried to implement against them. We played mind games. We walked out of the locker room with our cutoffs on. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny, dude. And I can remember, like, they were, like, standing out uh, in the, like, outside of their locker room. Like, we walked past them, and they're all in their parkas, like, shivering, and they're living inside. Like, obviously, they're not ready to play us. No. That they're, they're, like, laughing at us. Like, they think it's, they think it's stupid and, like, funny that we're, like, wearing cutoffs. Like, like it's really going to intimidate them, but it ended up working. We beat man, them. if I saw that, I'd be like, man, these guys are different. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's probably what they thought but what they said they're acting cool you know what i mean like, they're like yeah. oh. uh we ended up beating them three to nothing and with 20 minutes left in the game like we, there's no life left in them and like this was the first time that i'd ever played in front of like a uh, sold out crowd yeah they had the entire bleachers filled plus like behind uh the goal like next to our facility they had like standing um standing room only and so i think i think they're like just about like three thousand people there and like the energy and the atmosphere that i experienced that night was unlike any other i would probably ever experience like we walked out of the tunnel like to go warm up and there's like hundreds of people just like cheering us on like it was it was electric um and so having the community like backing us that much was um it just added to the entire experience and definitely like propelled us in the tournament um so it was super special to be able to be a part of that and then yeah and also it kind of helps build like you know most schools um like division one schools like soccer isn't the main support it's sport so like now that vermont can like all their your classmates see like oh like coming to these games are fun and they're intense and it'll just help with future like traditions of like oh let's go to the boys soccer game like yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. there's no football team in vermont so yeah that also helps all soccer is soccer the women's soccer and men's soccer and field hockey are the only sports um but yeah that game got us into the elite eight and we're excited to play Syracuse at Syracuse in mid-December. And there's one point where they're considering moving the location of the game to Burlington because Syracuse plays on grass and their grass was shot yeah. after an entire season. And it was rainy like that week. And yeah. we were getting excited again if we were able to have that uh, that home game. But never worked out. We ended up going down to Syracuse and we played in uh, – a pigsty it was so muddy man uh, yeah. like the, the ar is slipping on the sideline uh there's no there's literally no grass on the sideline but um man they were good yeah i mean it was a gr- you guys had a crazy run personally if it was me i'd be like okay like we lost to the national champions like that's kind of how I feel. <laughs> yeah i mean like you guys but, had a crazy run but like if say if Syracuse win and then they lost in the finals, then it'd be like, oh, that could have been us. But because they did win it all, it's like, oh well. Yeah. They're cracked. Seriously, they were elite, man. And they actually we matched up really well against them because we're a very physical team. Like that's kind of how we did so well. We just kind of dominated first and second balls, set pieces, um, and we were just bigger stronger faster than everybody else like maybe we weren't like possessing the ball like a team like ucla could or a team that gets these top recruits but we still had like some really talented guys who were extremely quality on the ball and could do it themselves you know and that definitely helped as well but syracuse is another team that played super direct just a bunch of really big fast and strong guys um so it was it was a good matchup for us. Yeah. Um, I mean, two to one. But it was it was a heartbreaker. Um, but regardless, like that entire experience was 
one that I'll never forget. Yeah. All right. Before we uh kind of wrap it up, uh, do you have any like um just based off your own personal experience, like advice for someone that might be you know watching in high school, like how would they get in front of coaches? Like what would you say helps? Like emailing and stuff like that. Definitely emailing. Um, and when I was in that position, like, and I was talking to coaches, the number one thing that they want to see is like, is you to go to them and, and play in front of them at an ID camp. Um, like that's kind of how I committed to Vermont. I had to go to like three ID camps before, um, they offered me, but like to actually like get to that point, you have to initiate an email conversation or phone call conversation um, in order to get their attention. And sometimes it might take a couple emails, you know, college coaches are getting, uh, getting hundreds, they're getting spammed every day. So it's almost impossible to see everybody. And if you don't want to fall through the cracks, then, you know, sending a couple is never uh, a bad option. You know, they're just going to see your name a couple more times and recognize you Mm -hmm. a little bit more. So that's never going to hurt. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, thanks, man. Uh, It's great talking to you and best of luck this next season. I bet you guys are going to have a great run again and probably see you this summer. Thanks for having me. Yep. See ya.